Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. And to my surprise, I'm grateful that I find my current partner now. We live in this beautiful relationship that we support each other, we understand each other. He's also a coach himself, that he understand what I've been through. He support me on my success, celebrate on my achievement, and he just support me in every way that he can possibly do. And during the time that when we were first together, I remember I was this bitch, honestly, so bad. And I thought I was a nice person, but all I did was, oh, he's not listening to me. He's not doing the things that I wanted to be. Should I pack up my back and run? Because of all the trauma that we've been through, what I was knowing is that fight and fight respond that I need to run and protect myself. And I didn't even see him for who he was. But thanks to God, thanks to the universe, the ones that who are for you will be here with you. And he did. I believe that it was the moment when I went back to my trauma therapist. And when I was talking to her about Malcolm, my current partner, she said, wow, isn't she everything that you asked for? And I'm like, really? Let me go back to my checklist and have a look because I, all I can see that is he doesn't listen and all of that. I was so clouded in my own fear, own insecurity, and own pain that I wasn't ready to accept him. That's why a lot of people said that you need a healing period before you go and search for a second relationship. I didn't wait for that. I just keep going because I believe in taking action. But I didn't know I also need to start to heal myself as well. And letting myself know that, yes, I'm allowed to voice out, but I also need to do it with respect. I didn't understand what respect was. I thought that, oh, I'm out now. It's all about me, 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 me. Not until I really realized that, hey, I need to see him for who he is as well. Not just looking at myself, but starting to have the respect for the other person. And that's when everything changed. Welcome to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. Universal Grace is a dose of personal development and spiritual truth to help you become the best and greatest version of yourself. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high-performance experts in this raw and unfiltered transformational podcast. I know that we're all capable of becoming the very best version of ourselves. We just need to remember who we are and believe that we are worthy and deserving of an extraordinary life. I am here to awaken you to your infinite potential and inspire you to unlock 
your inner greatness and live your best life. You ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. Our guest today is Martha Mock. She is such an inspiration. She was in a 19, she was in 19 years of marriage. She was in a marriage for 19 years and 19 years of, of an abusive marriage. And she was also um, bullied at school and um, molested by someone she trusted. And she managed to pull herself out of the darkness that she was in, cleaned herself up and is very confident. And she teaches other women who have been through the same um, darkness to walk confidently into, you know, into the life that they were created to live. So Martha, thank you so much for being here with us. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Oh, you are most welcome. Your story is very inspiring. Um, do you mind taking us through, um, you know, just back to school when, you know, school kids can be very mean. I certainly experienced it when I moved from Jamaica to the United States at 17 years old. And my accent was super duper thick. And um, I got teased a lot every day about it. And, you know, that's when I really learned about the how to really um, stand up for myself and um, just really be the that person that just wouldn't allow anyone to to step over her so would you mind taking us through that of course i always start with that i'm someone who was in silence for over 30 years someone who was told that i should just put my head down and just do the work be the wife be the daughter be the sister that how the society actually put you to be and during my childhood years it was tough it wasn't easy from someone that who is not accepted around uh the peace around i am the loud one i'm the fun one i'm the one that who always wanted to be just myself but however when the society does not accept you for who you are you're starting to question about really is that how i was expected to be it took me a long time to realize that hey i'm okay to be who i am it is okay when the whole world doesn't actually accept you but you must first accept yourself i love that you just i had like an electric going through my body when you said that because so many of us have um hidden the our true selves thinking that our true selves are flawed and we need to create this identity, ideal self, this identity to, in order to be accepted. And I, I went through the same thing as well. I grew up feeling like my true self, who I am authentically wasn't enough. And, you know, I, I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't smart enough. I'm an introvert as well, who sometimes can be an extrovert around the people that I'm comfortable with. And um, I totally understand where you're coming from, where, you, where you're like, okay, so what's wrong with the true me? I, you know, I love the way I am. Okay, you don't accept me, but maybe there is something that is wrong with me. So let me go and fix myself. Let me see what I can do so other people can accept me. And unfortunately, a lot of people, adults as well, 
are not realizing that they're not really showing their authentic true self. I really honestly just started showing, showing my, my true authentic self about a year ago because all this time I thought I was, <laughs> oh, I'm so confident and here I am and take me as you see it. And I was really not confident. I was all a show and in pretending to be someone that I wasn't. And until you start doing the work, you don't even realize that you're not showing your true self. So what happened in your life to really shifted you into being the super confident coach that you are now? What shifted in your marriage? Um, I know you also was um, sexually abused as well. Like what can you take us through that? What took you to the point from where you, from where you were to where you at now? I guess that it would start from your parents. When you are in a child and we see the situation around you, that you, I see my dad talking to my mom in a very rude way. Um, and I thought that that was normal. I thought that, oh, this is how marriage was supposed to be. Because you don't know what you don't know. You only know what you know in your world. So after being the people pleaser and trying to get attention from other people, I uh, work really hard for myself. I started working since the age of 13, selling pictures at a market. And I love it because they give me the independence that I need. It gives me a sense that, hey, I am worthy of something. Mm -hmm. And all the way to the point that when I was 21, I decided to take a three months holiday and went to Hong Kong for a holiday. And that's when I met my first husband. And at that time, he was my first boyfriend, the first guy that was interested in me. I lost a heaps of weight before I went to Hong Kong at that time. And that's when I met him. And I thought that he was my name, Shining Armor. He was good looking. And back in the days, I will only have one requirement that as long as he can sing, I'm happy because I mm. love singing myself. And that was my only requirement that he met it. And I believe that it was about two and a half months before I have to come home. And he kneeled down on me and asked me to marry him. And I said, you know what? It's only a piece of paper. I'll be fine. And if I don't like it later, I can always get a divorce. That's what I thought. I didn't know that coming from a traditional family, that that commitment, that moment that when you sign the paper, it is a, a contract between two people and then the people that who's around them. And that's what I did. I kept that promise of the commitment together. I still remember that I promised his dying mom that I will look after him despite whatever's going to happen, that she doesn't have to worry about anything. And that's why a lot of people ask me, how can you stay in an abusive marriage for 19 years? It is because I didn't know better. I thought that for my parents, I'm looking into fighting, I'm looking into yelling, I'm looking into being called stupid and all of those words. I thought it was normal because that's the households that I grew up in. And when I was um, doing my own business at the age of 26, I started to see a different side of the world that when you're confident, when you can do what you wanted to do, the real me started to show up. On the outside, I was successful entrepreneur. I won multiple businesses. I have built up a good name for myself in the beauty industry. 
and everyone thought that wow she's this international multi-award winning makeup artist on stage talking to people she's a competition judge and she must be so happy so successful and so inspirational yes on the outside i was because i was the greatest pretender someone that who looks great smells great and carry the most luxurious things that you can imagine and on the inside i was warten i was lonely and i was very depressed but no one knows because i was too proud too scared too ashamed to even share with anyone not until my 40th birthday i asked myself okay I only wanted to live up to 60 years old because my life will be enough by that time. If I live up to 60s, that's all I needed because my life has been so rich and so colorful that I don't want to live another day more. And I asked myself, what do I want if I only got 20 years left? And I think hard about it and I said, I just wanted to be me. I just wanted to have the freedom to be me and I wanted to be happy and I wanted someone to treasure me, to support me. I do wedding for a living back in the days and every single weekend I see couples together supporting each other, saying their vows together and I used to think I wish that was my husband. That was someone who will go and take their responsibility as a husband, as a partner, as someone that who will bring income in into the house so I don't have to work so hard. No. All I got was someone that who always wins, blame you for everything. And the hardest thing that wake me up, which I'm grateful for today, was that I asked him, why are you treating me that way? I believe I've been doing absolutely everything that I can. And he said, because you're not worthy, you're not even worth a pile of dirt. And that hurt me so deeply. I was paying the bills. He hasn't had to work for 10 years. Uh, he was abusive with me and he was sleeping on the sofa while I sleep in the room. We lived like housemate for almost four years before we actually broke up. And I'm like, what do I want in my life? Why is my life like this? And at that moment, when people tell me, oh, you need to have more self-love, you need to have love yourself more, I actually say F off because I didn't know I wasn't loving myself. Mm. I thought that I travel to the best hotel I get. I'm very blessed to be traveling uh, for my work. I went to London, Paris. I went to Japan and I went to all these places. And I'm on stage all the time, every single year, presenting my craft. And I like only staying at five-star hotel. I eat the most luxurious fine dining. I have carried the most beautiful limited edition handbag. That's what I thought was love. I thought I was treating myself well by drowning myself in insecurity, in the outside shining things. That's what I thought I was loving myself. Not until the moment that I truly learned about self-love, self-development, all those things that it changed me into another person. That's when I realized that, hey, this is what self-love means. 
when I can be proud and be brave to say what I want, who am I, and what do I want in life. And the truth is, it, it took me about a year and a half after I decided to step out from that marriage to learn who I am and what I want, just like that. I remember back in the those days, a lot of people say, wow, how do you go on, onto the dating scene so quickly? Because I did, I didn't want to waste time. I only got 20 years. Uh, like, you know, I needed time to actually find a guy. I haven't dated anyone before, my ex-husband, and I don't understand men. So what did I do? I went and actually studied over 60 different courses about relationship and understanding men. And the one thing they always say was actually to love yourself, to forgive yourself, before you forgive others. Mm -hmm. And that was a awakening moment for me. I didn't know I didn't forgive myself. Mm -hmm. I hold on to that commitment so tightly, even that when I was uh, divorced already, I still hold on to that responsibility of this woman, this wife that I have to do what they told me to. No, why? There's no return on investment when I'm staying in the past. The past is a history, is something that has been gone and will never come back. The other person has not even think of you anymore. All those people who hurt you in your life, they're not even thinking about you. But we are here milking on it, feeling bad about it, being trapped by that emotion in our heart that we feel depressed, trauma we feel like that there's no more motivation in life because we choose to stay in the past and that's a conscious choice when i went for trauma therapy that's when i know it was a conscious choice because i used to say pain love means pain i must go for pain first before i find love again and I went for a year and a half of heartbreak, meeting different guys, meeting uh, like so many people online. And my friend used to say to me, oh, you must be like, you know, this professional data now that I don't even remember who was the guy that you were talking to last week. And of course you feel a bit upset about it at first, but then the more self-development I do, the more I realize, hey, if I want to win the lottery, I must first go and take action to buy the ticket first. If I don't put myself out there, how do I find the person that I've been looking for? So I did, despite anything that everyone said to me. Oh my God, this is so tiring. Oh my God, I don't know how you do it. I just keep trying. A lot of people said, like, you need time to actually recover and things like that. You know what? I like to recover and learn on the job. So I just keep finding the person. And yes, I met some beautiful relationship people that we're still friends, even that we didn't explore the romantic side of it. But we're still friends and I love the connection. And I realized that, you know what? I'm allowed to have friends. I'm allowed to have people who are supporting me, treating me well. I'm allowed and permitted to love myself and do whatever I want to do. So I continue. And to my surprise, after my breakup with one of the guys that I was trying to chase, 
He already told me that he's not ready for a relationship, but I didn't want to let go. I thought that he was my knight in shining armor. So when he left, he I said that he took my smile, my hope, and my light away, not knowing that it was me who gave that power away. And not until the moment I realized I took that power back. And say, okay, this is not working for me. Either you're with me on the boat, or I'm jumping off. And I didn't want to give up. I really didn't. But he did something that is really cool. He blocked me from everywhere. I wasn't being crazy or anything like that. But he just want to have a really clean cut for me. And you know what I did? After three, three times of suffering from that, I did. I go and look for another person. And to my surprise, I'm grateful that I find my current partner now. We live in this beautiful relationship that we support each other. We understand each other. He's also a coach himself. That he understand what I've been through. He support me on my success. Celebrate on my achievement. And he just support me in every way that he can possibly do. And during the time that when we were first together, I remember I was this bitch. Honestly, so bad, and I thought I was a nice person. But all I did was, oh, he's not listening to me. He's not doing the things that I wanted to be. Should I pack up my bag and run? Because of all the trauma that we've been through, what I was knowing is that fight and fight response that I need to run and protect myself. And I didn't even see him for who he was. But thanks to God. Thanks to the universe, the ones that who are for you will be here with you, and he did. I believe that it was the moment when I went back to my trauma therapist, just for a general chat because we've been such a good friend after a year and a half, and we just become friends. And when I was talking to her about Malcolm, my current partner, she said, "Wow." Isn't she everything that you ask for? And I'm like, really? Let me go back to my checklist and have a look because I all I can see that is he doesn't listen and all of that. I was so clouded in my own fear, own insecurity, and own pain that I wasn't ready to accept him. That's why a lot of people said that you need a healing period before you go and search for a second relationship. I didn't wait for that. I just keep going because I believe in taking action, but I didn't know I also need to starting to heal myself as well, and letting myself know that yes, I'm allowed to voice out, but I also need to do it with respect. Yes, I didn't understand what respect was. I thought that oh, I'm out now. It's all about me, 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 me. Not until I really realized that hey. I need to see him for who he is as well, not just looking at myself, but starting to have the respect for the other person. And that's when everything changed. That I realized that he is my ideal partner, someone that I can grow old with, someone that will make silly mistake, dumb actions, will not follow my every sound and 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 talk. But guess what? They're allowed to. Because we need to respect the other people model of the world, their belief and their value only matter to them.
just like my belief and my value only matter to me. And people who align with you, they will stick with you. And of course, without you pushing the boundary too much. And I have learned my lesson. And I'm grateful for everything that have happened to me in my life. I'm grateful for all the experience that I've been through. You may think, how can you be grateful? You must be angry at some point. Yeah, I was. But what would that bring me? What is the return on investment when I'm staying in this anger stage? And you, you just, exactly, and you just, uh, uh, staying angry like that, you just attract other angry people. <laughs> exactly. Attract and other angry, to... angry partner. Yes. And I want to go back to when you were growing up and you saw your dad being very disrespectful and very, just very mean to your mom. And like you said, that's what you were accustomed to. You thought that was normal. That was a normal way to communicate. So then you developed that, um, I guess, that, I, that, that belief that that's how women were to be treated. So because you were walking around with that blueprint of that's how women were to be treated, you met your abusive husband of 19 years. But then you started attaching your worth, your, um, your, your credentials, your money, your, you know, your just things that you, um, earned, you started attaching that to you, you, attaching your worth to that. As long as I was staying in Mm five-star hotels, as long as I was making X amount of money, as long as I was, you know, wearing nice perfumes, nice shoes, I was worthy. And so many of us still do that. I did it for so long. I was attaching my worth to the degrees that I had on the wall, to, you know, places that I've traveled to, to just things that had no significance because those things have no significance. Um, you know, we were doing things, we were doing things. I was doing things for my worth and not doing things from my worth you know, not doing it from a place of worth, but doing it to feel worthy. And there's so many people right now in the world who are doing that, who completely, who are miserable. And, but yet they think that as long as they continue to make more money, they continue to, you know, buy nice things and it's, that will take over, but then it's just a temporary sad, um, happiness. And then you go right back to being miserable and you were able to heal yourself and attract, excuse me, and attract the right partner by realizing that you are already worthy. There wasn't anything that you needed to change about yourself. You just needed to realize that you were already worthy. And um, when when you start really loving yourself and respecting yourself, then you pull the right people into your vibrational space to who is, who is in alignment with your worth. You know what? I hear a lot of people say, oh, why do I keep attracting the same, you know, men or women over and over again? And I just want to say to them, um, in which cases I have, you're attracting those people because you are walking around with a blueprint of that, you know, you're walking around with a blueprint of unworthiness and not loving yourself and you attract who you are it's a hard pill to swallow because we really do attract who we are. And I just want to say to them, which I have in many cases, work on healing yourself first before you go out and start looking for the next guy or the next girl, 
because you're going to keep attracting the same person, different person, but the same circumstances over and over and over again. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it really is, it's much easier for us to keep living the same repetitive life over and over again than to really like take a step back and say, okay, so something is going on with me. There's something inside of me that I need to change, that I need to work on, why I keep attracting the same circumstances, the same different, different guys, different relationship, but it's the same damn experiences. And you were able to start doing things from your worth, not for your worth. And when you started doing things from your worth, that's when you were, you started attracting, you attracted the right guy and you attracted, you know, just a whole sense of being. So how did you, what were the tools that you used to, what were some of the mindset tools that you used to um, start doing things from your worth and not for your worth? I believe the first tool that I use is forgiveness to mm. forgive myself that I have been for what I've been for because most of the time that we tend to use the forgiveness on other people instead of forgiving ourselves and the in our unconscious minds all that thinking of that or oh, it must be my fault as well yes it's true some situation is both ways okay so we do need to take the responsibility and learn what do I need to do better instead of thinking about oh i must change myself into doing this i must change myself into doing that no it's you can't change yourself but you can improve it's like cooking if you're cooking something that's very plain you want to have a different result add different flavor into it so the second tool that i use is by adding different flavors into my life learning about different things that i would try i love the fact that you mentioned how a lot of people keep attracting the same kind of people into their circle and it's true because we only know what we know so we go back into the bullpen like you said about oh, what i should look for in a guy and the thing is i used to remember to say that i will never find someone that is the same as my dad guess mm -hmm. what i did because that was the blueprint that I have. And, and, and the I blueprint, yeah, the blueprint is not something that you're aware of. It's in our subconscious mind. So it's, it's an automatic response where mm -hmm. you're automatically doing things from the blueprint of what we perceive life to be. And mm -hmm. like you said, you attract to someone just like your dad, because that's the mm -hmm. blueprint you adopted as a kid and you adopted it as mm -hmm. your belief. Exactly. So realizing yourself, like the third two will be just to realize that what your current blueprint is and where do you want it to go and what do you want your blueprint to look like? A lot of people keep saying things that they don't want into the universe. I don't want a man that is like that. I don't want a man that is uh, who's like mentally impaired. I don't want a man that is poor. I don't want a man that is like that. You keep projecting to the universe about what you don't want. So I started to asking for, what do I want? So ask the universe about what do I want. I want a man that who's kind, who's good looking, who uh, enjoy food like I do, uh, who uh, understand self-development, who understand uh, how to be a man, taking the responsibility. And the most importantly that I said is, I need someone more intelligent than I am. And I'm not saying that I'm the most smartest person in the world. That's called egotistic. 
No, I just want someone that we can bounce ideas to when we needed the support. Not one-sided when I have my masculine energy just keep pulling onto people. I wanted to be able to explore my uh, feminine energy as well, which is something that I never get to do. I think for the first three months of my marriage, I was three months later, I have to fight for my life every single day. So there you go. Uh, I become this really masculine person that I didn't even know. But despite that, you know what? I'm allowed to, and it is a learning that we do. So my final tip for everyone is that Don't blame yourself for what happened. You can forgive yourself about what has happened. I like that. And stop blaming yourself because those blaming, those self-criticism, again, what is the return on investment besides making you feel even worse? So stop asking what you don't want. Start asking what you want and starting to build up your blue pin from there. It's like I explain to people what is the difference between a dream and a manifest. A lot of people in the self-development area will say, oh, I manifest this will happening. I manifest this will happening. The thing is, do we really understand the difference between a dream and manifest? For me, for my own understanding is a dream is something that I wish to happen, that I sit there and dream about it, but take no actions towards it. But manifest is that I have a goal that I wanted to go into. That's 100% over there. And I'm here at 10%. How do I build a bridge to fill in that gap so I can call over there or step over there or climb over there to the 100% that I want? That's what manifest is. It's not something that you just dream, sit there and, and hope that some goal will actually just drop in front of you and pay your bills. No, you find different ways, something that you haven't tried before to go and find out what other things have not I done. Not what I've been doing that it didn't work. Stop dueling yourself and blaming yourself on that. But what have I not done? That's when you see the opening, the light that you've been waiting for. The moment of realization, hey, there is always an option. There's always a choice. Because how many of us said that we don't have a choice? Many, many of us that we keep telling ourselves we don't have a choice. No, there's always a choice. From the moment we choose to get up, get out of the bed, from the moment that we choose to actually lie down every single night, there's always a choice. So it takes. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, yes. it's it's great. We yeah, I'm I'm that happen. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at your title, super confidence coach, and I can see the confidence in just oozing out of you. And you said, you know, the dreaming and manifesting is they're two separate things. You can dream of a beautiful life all day long, dream of, you know, an, an amazing successful business, dream of an amazing body, whatever your your desires are. But if you don't take the confidence, the, um, the, the, the actions to put it to, to manifest it, it will never happen. And what I've noticed about myself is in order to take the actions, it requires confidence. It requires confidence in self that you're capable of bringing this thought from your head, these dreams in your mind to fruition. And in order to be confident, confident, you need to be self-aware. 
of who you are and also to love yourself as well. Can you, can you speak about that? Because confidence is not something that you just develop overnight. I, I work on my confidence every day by also taking actions because action and actions build confidence as well. Uh, yeah, actions does build confidence, but how do you even get yourself to take the actions to do the things that you want to do? First word that I learn, allowing. Mm. Allowing myself to take action. Allowing myself to make mistakes. Allowing myself to understand that every single action I take, they have uh, there's no positive or negative. It's about how I choose the result to be. And how do I choose to see it that way? It's like, I heard this story before about how one old man have a son and a horse. And one day the horse went away and people say, oh my God, I'm so sorry that your horse went away. And he said, the old man said, whatever it will be, whatever will be. So they bought another horse. And that horse is even better horse. It's a more, uh, a, a stronger horse. And everyone said to this old man, oh my God, this new horse is amazing. Like, you know, you're going to be able to do so much more with it. Whatever it will be, whatever will be, the mm -hmm. old man said. And then uh, his son actually ride on the horse and book his leg on this new horse that they got. And everyone said, oh my God, I'm so sorry for you that you broke your legs and things like that. And he become crippled. And the old man said, whatever life will be, whatever life will be. Mm -hmm. And during the war time, people were looking for male that who can actually fight in the war. Guess what? Because his son was crippled, he wasn't allowed to enjoy, uh, to actually join the forces. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. And I'm not the person to say, but I just have some goosebumps just talking about it. Wow. You gave me goosebumps. I've heard that story before you gave yeah. me, it takes a massive amount of allowing though. It takes mm -hmm. a massive amount of trust because that's what I'm dealing with mm -hmm. right now. And really trust in myself. I find myself when I'm meditating, I say two things. I say, mm -hmm. I trust myself. I forgive myself. I trust myself. I mm -hmm. forgive myself because I notice that I'm holding a lot of tension in my body mm -hmm. by, you know, just feeling dis disappointed in myself and things that I should have done and I haven't done. So I'm learning to really trust myself a lot. Um, and, and also with just, um, just allowing and trusting and not holding on to it so tight, because I guess the way to look at it is life is on our side. God is on our side. The universe, whatever names we're comfortable with is on our side. And whatever happened is to help us grow and is to help us I guess, yeah. become the next version of ourselves. And, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm getting like goosebumps just by talking about it because allowing is very difficult. <laughs> it it, it really is because is. you tell yourself up. It is yes. when you keep telling yourself it's difficult. But when mm. you're starting to change your language and say allowing, allowing is, is easy. Comfortable. It's comfortable. Allowing is allowing. Allowing is comfortable. comfortable. I am in the process of getting what I want. I'm in the process of becoming uh, more confident. I'm in the process of getting more abundance. I'm in the process of finding the white right person. I'm I like in the process that. of finding the white right job. 
that is all you have to say to the universe because when you keep giving a title oh my god it's really scary it's that really is scary. so true scary. i think this message is for me yeah. allowing yeah. because that's what i've been telling myself all you know for, yeah. for years it's so hard for me to trust it's so yeah. allowing is so difficult but then i'm sending that yeah. message into into the universe exactly. and it's, it's making it harder for me to let go and trust so let mm -hmm. me repeat it so allowing is comfortable i'm in the process of manifesting the life of my dreams i'm in the process of you know creating this amazing company i'm in the process of i like that i'm in the process of by not saying it's already manifested you're not like because exactly. when you say it's manifested but i've noticed with myself when i say oh you know i am so happy and grateful that i'm xyz and then it's not here mm -hmm. my subconscious mind is like it's not here so it's hello here. and exactly. then you start doubting yourself and then you go oh mm -hmm. i like that i like how you say i'm in the process yeah when you actually take control back okay of what you are saying and realizing that what you are giving to the universe a lot of people keep saying the the things that they don't want and i used to say okay when i was in the makeup world i used to say that oh i hate working with models because they are really hard to deal with and things like that and then that's true is every single model that i actually worked with was quite difficult and then my mentor actually said to me no you need to change your language you need to change your language because you always get what you what you ask for and i so i did starting to change my language and i've been working with the most beautiful people around the world wow isn't that something we, we use our own words against us we exactly. use i just, I just cool. recently found out that i literally just recently found out that when you say i am sorry you're saying i mm. am sorrow because mm. sorry means sorrow and we're using all these words against us and not even understanding and realizing that we are turning on ourselves and yeah. and saying things that we don't want in our lives. And it's so much easier yeah. sometimes to say things that we don't want in our lives. But then when it shows mm -hmm. up, we're like, oh, my goodness, not again. But yeah. it, I like how you put it, though. I'm allowing. But we ask for it. That's the thing. Yes. The and universe we... will always give you things. And when the universe gives you something, there's no positive or negative. It's just what, what we is. see as a positive or negative. So what do we do? Start. I, I actually written a book called Action is Proof. It was about when my cat died for 16 years and I was in grief for three months. I was always holding something which is called the key of sadness. So every single door I open is just sadness, sadness, sadness. Not until the conscious moment I said to myself, I still remember that night when my ex-husband that I have not spoken to for about a year and a half almost. And then he texts me and tell me that, oh, you're the worst mom in the world. You're the worst person in the world. Like, because like, I don't have kids. My cat is my everything. And she was there with me during my 19 years abusive marriage. So with her going away, I feel like I lost a big chunk of support. And for my ex-husband to text me and actually say, you're the worst person in the world. How can you do this and things like that? And I'm like, what the F? honestly what the f i'm in grief and you don't understand you just want to blame me for her death she's 16 years old she lived a really beautiful life i look after her that like there's nothing like she's literally my daughter and think about it that way like how about me so that's why like that's what the reason they were an ex and i gave the phone to my partner my current partner and i said can you just delete that message and block that number because that was my ex-husband calling me names 
And I'm like, I don't want to know about it at all. And in my head, the whole night, I was thinking, oh my God, what did he say? Like, you know, you can't go back to the message because you deleted already. Thank God for that. Because what we, what, what was that insecurity speaking? What did he say about me? What other names have you actually called me? And I was in such a depressed space that I'm like, the next morning I said to my uh, Malcolm, I said, can you feed the cats and dogs? I need some time. I just want to stay in bed and feel better. And he said, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go and feed the cat and dog. And he just like, that's what I mean by support. Just simple things like that, that I can have my own space to heal as well. And that morning after he went to work, like he worked at five o'clock in the morning. So after he kid, kid, uh, feed the cat and dog, give me a kiss, give me a hug. And he was gone to work. And then I slept in for another hour. Then I wake up and ask myself, why am I being in this? Why? He's gone. What power does he have over me? So you know what I did? I got up and start making breakfast for myself. I make a bacon and egg for myself. I don't even normally eat bacon. You know what? I'm going to do something that I don't normally do. Once I finish that breakfast, you know what I did also? I have a cleaner that comes in to actually clean my house. So I don't normally clean my house myself because I just keep it tidy. I start mopping the floor. I was actually cleaning, doing rubbish, doing all of that. Oh my God. Why? It's because I can choose to be in sorrow. I can choose to be controlled by him. I can choose to be letting all those hurtful work to stay with me. I feel like shit. I did. But I can also starting to take action towards something that will make me feel better. That I make my, myself breakfast. Oh my God. I don't cook. I make myself breakfast. Oh my God, I don't clean. I just mop the floor. Doing all those little things that wherever you think is the very minor thing, but when you're recognizing that you're allowing yourself to become better, I'm not saying that you need to jump out the next morning after grieving and start going to dance party or anything like that. Nothing like that. But it's about making that three millimeter shift. That little bit of a shift that every single day you will get better. And you will notice that you do hold the key of happiness, that key of allowing people to say, you know what, whatever situation it is, I'm allowing it to happen. And I learn to deal with it now, not saying that I'm absolutely amazing and starting to smile again, but at least I won't let that emotion control me anymore. Because there were moments that I was crying in bed, screaming, and Malcolm would be holding me. And then I keep saying that, why does he still control me? And Malcolm said, because you allowed it. No one can control you without you giving them the power away. Wow. So I began to learn this one sentence. If I do not give my power away to the people who hurt me, I am more powerful than them so mm -hmm. i become more powerful than those people who hurt me as long as i decided to not to give them focus and not to give them my attention yes. because we can only focus on one vibration at a time you can either be very happy or you can be sad that is so true so it is a choice what do we choose i don't know how to be happy i don't know how to smile then start smiling all you have to do is start doing it. Go and watch a comedy movie. Go and watch something that is really stupid. I used to watch SpongeBob a lot and I still love it because he is the most happy character. 
despite whatever happened to him, he is always smiling. And that time, I didn't understand why of like a 30-something-year-old woman will be sitting in a hotel by herself, watching Spongebob at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that feeling of being yeah. happy, yeah. I didn't know, but I was attracted to that feeling of that silliness, that craziness. And what is what Spongebob is teaching, <laughs> I honestly think that Spongebob actually saved my life because of how much he actually taught me yeah. from just being yourself be laughing be all of that and you are allowed to do it when you decided to do it other people's words will always hurt if you allow them to hurt you you're dressing really weirdly like you Martha you don't have any makeup on today how do you come into a podcast with no makeup no hair done whatever thank you for recognizing my beauty I really appreciate it What's the difference? The difference is I changed my language. What more can you say when you're attacker? You cannot say anything anymore because what I did, I just used gratitude towards you. Instead of what the hell are you talking about? Da, 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 getting angry or fired about it. Thank you for noticing how authentic I am, how good my skin is. Thank you for allowing me to be me. I really appreciate your comment. I like that, Martha. Completely different vibration yes. only. We give and our you... powers away, like too, just exactly. too often. We we give yeah. our give our powers away by responding to uh -huh. things that are not helping us to, to evolve and grow. Anger. Ego, anger, fear—that's yes. what it allowed it. But when we switch it, conf like confidently. Yeah. confidence is always inside of us okay i do not need to build you more confident i just need to take the layers off those band-aid that we put on ourselves and actually think that we're not confident but we are all confident mm -hmm. inside it's just about removing those blocks those layers that we think we can't do it yes it's like eating and walking at the same time from a baby the first day that they start it learns to talk it learns to walk it's exactly the same thing as confidence because they know how to do it. They learn from it already, but it's inside buried so deep inside because of other people's label, what other people are saying or towards us. I got this beautiful story that I have to share with you. Any woman out there who were told they were worthless, they smell, they're loud, they're embarrassment, they're ugly, they're fat all those women i suggest you to go and actually to a drag queen show <laughs> because that's the moment i actually find myself that night me and malcolm went on to a drag queen dine uh show so it was dinner and and drag queen dancers together and before we went because i thought it was a fun place at my old marriage that i was even allowed to wear anything that is less than a high neck totally even better i got big boobs and i can't even wear anything like a t-shirt because when i bend over people can see my cleavage so i was banned from wearing anything that is even showing a little bit of the skin over my neck that was my my life with malcolm he encouraged me to meet me so i got this dress on that normally i needed to put a boot tube or wear a t-shirt underneath before i wear that dress that night I didn't, so I was showing really a lot of my cleavage. And he just tell me how beautiful I am. And I'm like, oh, thank you. You're starting to feel a little bit better about yourself. 
And honestly, still from the car to the moment that I went into the hotel, I did have a scarf on me because I don't know how other people are going to see me like that. I'm like, oh, a bit, bit nervous. But when I was at the club, I took that off and I just started to enjoy myself. For the first time in my life that I was able to laugh the way that I wanted, scream the way that I wanted, dance with the drag queen, having the best time of my life. And I'll be honest, I was picking on him. I was picking on my partner and the people around me. Did anyone yell out that I'm an embarrassment? Do anyone tell me to shut up? Did anyone actually say to me that, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing that sort of stuff? No. He just sit there and smile and had a great time with me. It is that moment. I peel off all those labels that used to be on me. Those not worthy, ugly, you are fat, you are loud, you are in embarrassment. I peeled them off that night and said to myself, I am allowed to be me. Yes. I'm finally me. Yes. And I found my sense of belonging next to him. Not the fact that I belong to him. That's very different ladies or gentlemen out there. I found my sense of belonging next to him because I found me. It doesn't mean that I, I'm, with, I, I'm with him, but it doesn't mean he owns me because my next, last partner owns me. I gave everything to him because he become my sense of belonging, that I need to be this pleasant person that just connect with him all the time, make sure that he's pleased. I put my sense of belonging in him. That's not healthy because I lost me. When I'm with Malcolm, when that night that I was allowed to scream, dance, do whatever I want, I found me. I find my sense of belonging back into me. And that's when the moment I realized, Martha, you are truly living your great life. Yeah. If God decided to take me home at this moment, I am completely okay because I live my life to the fullest. I found me. Yes. And how liberating that is when you, you're finally yourself, you know, everyone, everyone else, everyone else is taken, right? So why not just be yourself when everyone exactly. is taken? And, it's a and choice. yes, it really is a choice. Everything is a choice. This was such a powerful story. And, you know, it takes confidence to go from a, a life of being abused for 19 years to where you at right now, helping women to be super confident and mm -hmm. to, to, to really just rewrite their stories and and step into their new self so thank you so much martha this was such a powerful story if our listeners wanted to connect with you how would they reach out to you how would they connect with uh, you? the book that i actually mentioned before i will send uh Nadine the links to actually download it i'm happy to offer that to all of you and i have also wanted to offer this empowerment session with you guys because i know that I was someone who was so scared to ask for help because I thought that I couldn't put that entrepreneur mask down, that I couldn't be weak because asking help was a weakness. I didn't know asking help is actually bravery. It's actually confident because I decided to get help. I decided to actually get someone to help me. So I want to give everyone this opportunity to connect with me with a free empowerment call. It's not something that I wanted to sell you anything or anything like that. It's just that, hey, you know what? If you need help, there's help out there. All you have to do is to take action and the choice is completely yours. Yes, awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I'm sure listeners would love to have a copy of your book. What's the name of it? 
It's called Action is Proof. Action is Proof, like the title. Love it. Are you any uh, on any social media? Yes, no. you, if you are uh, actually, uh, I think I sent you the, the link tree link that of all my awesome. social media platforms. Okay, I'm so. on yeah, Facebook, Instagram, but if you go on Google and such search uh, Super Confident Coach, I'm the first one who come out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Martha. You're such a badass. I love how you just, you know, you're just so confident and, you know, you're totally being yourself. Nothing is more empowering than totally 100% loving yourself, loving your flaws, loving your good days, bad days, just loving you completely. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's something that I strive to do on a daily basis to fully accept mm -hmm. myself just the way I am. So thank you. Thank you. This was such an amazing conversation. I hope to connect with you in the future. Definitely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Universal Grace Podcast and being part of this amazing community. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and I hanging out and helping each other rise to the top. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. So I'll see you on the next episode. But in the meantime, remember to head on over to universalgracepodcast.com and get some extra special resources that you won't find anywhere else. Thanks for listening and let love guide you.